With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm superstar Frank Morano. I have, I can honestly say, I have never in my life ever smoked a cigarette. Never smoked a tobacco cigarette in the ever. Never smoked a um, marijuana cigarette ever. I have smoked quite a few cigars in my lifetime. I've smoked quite a few, uh, t- you know, bowls of tobacco in the form of a pipe in my lifetime. I'm trying to think if I've ever had anything else. I don't think so. I think really that's it. Oh, you know what I've had a couple of times, really maybe two or three times in my life, hookah a couple of times. You know, that's, you know, that's an interesting thing. And that's kind of similar to a pipe, although it's more of a communal thing. Um, so I recognize that addiction to cigarette smoking is very real. And the people that I've heard talk about quitting cigarette smoking, they compare it to the worst addictions imaginable. I have a friend who was a heroin addict, and he said he actually had a tougher time. Qui- and, and maybe he's exaggerating, but I, I don't think so. He said he had a tougher time quitting smoking cigarettes than he did uh, quitting heroin. And he was totally serious about it. I I know it's tough. I know it's tough. Which is one of the reasons I never started. The My father smoked for a time when I was a little boy. And I remember, and not long, not long, and I don't think he was a heavy smoker. But I remember he would pick me up from school from time to time in his Cadillac And I still remember the smell of the Cadillac and the leather. And back then, uh, cars had ashtrays in the car. And he would smoke. I'd be in the back seat. And he'd smoke in the front of the Cadillac. And I'd be like five, six years old at the time. And I uh, I think he would open the window. But I still remember the smell of that smoke while he'd be driving me home. 
These days, we view people that smoke around children very differently than we did decades ago when my dad was picking me up when I was five or six years old. And and again, I think my dad maybe smoked for a year or two. Uh, I That's the extent of it. Is smoking in cars with children legal? Tony, any idea if you're legally allowed to smoke with a child in the car? I don't, I don't think um, there's a law against that. Well, and which state do you live in? I live in New York. Okay. You are correct in the state that you live in. There are 11 states, Alabama, Arkansas, California, Delaware, Illinois, Louisiana, Maine, Oregon, Utah, Vermont, and Virginia, and a few territories, Guam uh, and Puerto Rico among them, where it is illegal to smoke with a child or adolescent in the car. You cannot smoke a cigarette in those states that I just mentioned with a child in the car. And now... Smoking in cars may be banned in West Virginia. Now, this is significant, significant for a few reasons. One, uh, we have a great listenership out there on uh, WWNR. Big shout out to all of our West Virginia listeners. Thank you for listening. The It's significant because West Virginia has more adults smoking cigarettes than anywhere else in the entire country, according to the CDC. And on Monday, the state Senate passed a bill calling for fines for anyone caught smoking or possessing a lit tobacco product in a vehicle when someone age 16 or under is present. The bill passed 25 to 8 And it's now going to the House of Delegates where similar legislation has failed and it faces an uncertain future. So we don't know what's going to happen, but the state Senate Majority Leader, Tom Takubo, a doctor turned lawmaker, made a promise long ago to a patient whose father was a heavy smoker that he would try to ban smoking in vehicles carrying children in West Virginia. Takubo has made it almost an annual effort since 2017 to introduce the legislation, but it didn't gain any traction. Now, this is a a Republican, and he's a lung doctor. And he said the inspiration for the bill was a patient who was not a smoker, but lost half of her lung due to her lung function because her father smoked. And she had to climb down to the bottom of the car and put her head underneath the seat. So if you're caught doing this in West Virginia, violators would face a misdemeanor subject to a maximum fine of $25. But it would be a secondary offense, smoking with a child present, with children present. It can't be the main reason a driver is pulled over. So you got to be pulled over for speeding or running a stop sign, running a red light, tail lights out. And then if they find... You're, if, you, if they find you're smoking with a child in the car, then they give you the fine. So State Senator Mike Azinger, also a Republican, said the state has no right to infringe on parents' freedoms. My question for you is, what do you think about this? There are only 11 states, and now maybe a 12th, where it's illegal to smoke with a child in the car. 
Should this be illegal everywhere? Would you like this illegal in your state? Tell me why or why not. 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. Should smoking with children in the car be illegal? A question. Since before your sun burned hot in space and before your race was born, I have awaited a question. I have thought uh, a lot about this and... I honestly think that the answer is yes, and I am not a guy that likes to tell. I don't like banning anything. I am not a guy that likes to tell uh, parents how they have to raise their children. But I read that story about that doctor turned uh, Senate Majority Leader who treated this patient that lost her lung function because of her father's smoking. And what I see in that is not a parent having the freedom to parent as he sees fit. What I see uh, on that is someone who has assaulted someone else's lungs, someone, a a child who had no option to go anywhere else. It's not as if the child could walk out of the car. You're stuck in that car. And if your parent is smoking in that car, you're breathing in the smoke. You are. No matter how spacious the car is, you are absolutely are breathing in that secondhand smoke. And I know there's been a debate from time to time about how um, toxic secondhand smoke is for others. I don't think there's much of a debate, honestly. I I think, and I I, I know when I was a child, back then they allowed smoking in bars and restaurants and catering halls where I grew up. And I would go to a wedding or a communion or a confirmation as a 9 or 10-year-old And I would feel like, honestly, I wanted to vomit because the room was so noxious to me. I I would have to leave the room just to breathe a little bit. And again, this was just, you know, a pretty typical scene back then. And the thing that I had the option to do was leave the room. These kids that are stuck in a car with a parent who's smoking... They have no option to leave. And if you're a four-year-old, a five-year-old, a six-year-old, you're stuck there. And I just, I think, as much as I have kind of a libertarian streak in me, and I don't like banning things, and I like people to be able to do whatever they want with their own body, I think that stops when you're hurting someone else. And I guess the thing that I'm a little surprised by is that there are only 11 states that have banned this. If I want, I can go and have a, a cigar in the, in the car while my son is in the back seat. That's perfectly legal. I would not do that, but I could. Maybe the argument is, hey, you know, you crack the window open. Who were, who were, who's the government to tell a parent that you can't do that? Well, the, the government is protecting the rights of that child as well. And I think... They have every right to. So, again, not my scene to ban things, but I think this is one area where it makes total sense to protect the rights of children. What do you think? 800-848-9222. There are other similar laws that I don't buy. You know, for instance, I think there's a prohibition on uh, people under the age of 12 or 13 maybe riding in the front seat of a car. I I think that is unwise, right? I I don't think that's necessary. 
But smoking in a car? Honestly, I'm shocked that this is not more prevalent. And I give the folks that are pushing this in West Virginia some credit here in terms of um, trying to protect the rights of children. What do you think? 800-848-9222. And let's begin with Patrick in Huntington. Hi, Patrick. Good morning, Frank. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, You know, I have a libertarian streak, too, but, you know, the... I, I I agree. They shouldn't be able to uh, smoke in a car if you got kids in there. But just on another note, back in the 70s, I used to visit my girlfriend in the hospital, and she was in there for quite a while. They used to allow, they had a smoking room on every floor in the hospital, New York. Well, that was the thing back then. That was considered a, a part of the culture. You know, it was, you know, I look at videos from when I was three, four, five years old, Everybody's smoking in the house. And again, this is not that long ago, but to me, it looks so strange to see adults smoking in a house in front of children. Yeah, it does. It but, does. I, I gave up cigarettes, oh, about, oh, geez, for 25 years ago. But I think about it, I used to have an ashtray right next to where my pillow was, where I slept. How disgusting is that? I can't even stand the smell of it today. But it's funny, and I'm glad you quit smoking, Patrick, but the thing is, that was common. Everybody would do it. It just goes to show you how far society has come. This is one area. Everybody likes to get down on where we are in the country today, where we are in the world today. This is one area, smoking, tobacco smoking anyway, that has made great strides in the United States. And it's one of the reasons... Honestly, that I think you see so many of the people that have made money over the years selling cigarettes that they've migrated to vaping because the market has really been poisoned for cigarette smoking. You know, it wasn't unusual. I would see the kids at my junior high school as I was walking home on the and you talk about seventh graders, sometimes younger on the corner of the of this where the school was smoking cigarettes. You don't really see that anymore. I drive by that same corner. You don't see that. You see them vaping, which has its own health hazards. But um, smoking is something that I think has made some some progress. And I think this is a good law. What do you think? 800-848-9222. Kathy in New York, do you have a view on this? Yes, Frank, I do. Um, I was born in 52. My mother's chain smoked. Uh, pale mills and my father chain smoked Lucky Strikes. So all my life, when we went on vacations and we had a, a summer place we went to, it was nonstop, you know, smoking. Not, and those are non-filtered cigarettes. So yeah, that's not good for me myself. I, I, when I grew up, I started smoking and going out to the discos and thinking that was fun. But then when I had a wisdom tooth removed. Then I had to stop smoking, and I still tried, but then I stopped. And that's when I stopped, and that was in the 80, late 80s. But for kids in cars and smoke, that's not good. I'm, I'm against it. Yeah, I think we're on the same page, Kathy. I'd love to hear from someone um, who feels differently. 800-848-9222. Tom in Minnesota, what do you think about this? I think it's ridiculous. You get them home, you can smoke in the same room with them, and... I mean, if you take it to its logical conclusion, okay, the the first time you get a, a, a traffic ticket, I suppose, the second time, when do you decide to take the children away 
because the parents are smoking. Well, nobody. How, how many? How many violations before right. you take the children away? Well, nobody's suggesting that at this. No, point. no. What are they suggesting? Well, it's they're suggesting not, the not, fine. What, what's the ultimate punishment? Right, but 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 Tom, they're talking about a, a, a pretty relatively minor fine. I mean, I guess the idea is behind the fine is maybe people will be less likely to do it. Sure, the first fine is minor. What's the ultimate conclusion? You take the children away from parents that smoke. How can you conclude anything else? But but Tom, nobody that's not in the legislation. Yet. So, uh, okay, so you think it should be legal to smoke with a child in the car? Certainly. It's it's illegal to feed on SpaghettiOs and McDonald's cheeseburgers. Why why would it be illegal to smoke in the car with them? Well, because the widely accepted scientific consensus is that secondhand smoke is incredibly harmful, and in a condensed area like a car, it doesn't really give the child, who has no say in the matter, and could be young, four, five, six years old, it doesn't give them any chance to escape from that cigarette smoke. Well, I would dispute that it's widely accepted, for one, but isn't it not widely accepted that too much saturated fats are bad for children? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, um, you know, I don't think we're going to solve the, the world's health problems in, you know, a legislative fashion. And, you know, ch- parents should avoid giving their children a whole lot of fatty foods. But I think you bring up a good point. I think it's why uh, the poor diet that a lot of American children have, it's one of the reasons that we're close to leading the world in obesity. But I don't think that that should obviate trying to do something to reduce the number of people that uh, are smoking with children in the car. I'll, I'll end with this, Tom, because I want to get to some other people. What about this doctor, um, you know, turned state senator out there, who said that he treated a patient who never smoked but lost half of her lung function because her father was such a heavy smoker, and is particularly in the car— why should she not have her rights preserved? Okay, it, you, you can't conclude what percentage of people that get lung cancer are, are actually current smokers. Do you know? I don't. I have no idea. I got to admit, I don't either. But it's, it's, it's not, it's a connection for sure, but people can get lung cancer without smoking. Well, that's true. So for this woman to conclude that she got lung cancer because her mother, father smoked in the car. I don't know that you would, in a criminal court where, you know, it's beyond a reasonable doubt, I don't think you'd convict her. Uh, well, that's fair. Uh, that's fair, Tom. You know, post-hoke doesn't e- always equal uh, probed-hoke. I get that. Um, and I'm glad to hear your perspective because there are so few other people willing to take that side. So I love that, you, that, that at least that side is represented. And look, you're in the majority. 48 states, excuse me, no, 39 states are currently doing things the way you think they should be done. But just to be clear, because I I think, you know, Tom's reaction was a little different from what the legislation is proposing. No one is talking about taking the child away from a parent. Nobody. That's not in this legislation here. And as best I can tell, it's not in the provision of any of these other 11 states. 800-848-9222. Pamela is in New Jersey. What do you think about all this, Pamela? Well, now the parents are trading off cigarettes for pot smoke, which is just as bad. But I have a bit of a libertarian streak in me, too. I don't like uh, the government telling us everything what to do, but... 
I do think it's good common sense not to smoke in a car with your kid. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, but back in the day, you know, my my father smoked two packs of camels a day, and that's the way life was. And my uncle, I remember blowing that cigar smoke in my face. And to this day, when I smell cigar smoke, I have a warm and cozy feeling inside. <laughs> but Pamela, uh, the, the warm and cozy feeling, not asi- you know, uh, putting that aside, you said parents should have enough uh, c- common sense to not smoke in cars. Agreed. But let's say they don't. W- w- would this be wise to implement this kind of legislation? Should a driver be able to be fined if he's smoking with a child in the car? Uh. Uh, I, you know, that's a slippery slope because I'm on a rant right now where the government is in our, our heating system, the government is in our kitchen, the government is in our uh, everything. And so, I, I, you know, I have kind of issue with that. Uh, you know, you give the government too much power, boy, they're going to run your life. Fair enough. I remember the, yep. Go ahead. Go I remember ahead. the day we used to have fun in our station wagons. Was it dangerous? Yeah, I guess so. But we used to have the open back, you know, with the seats, and we used to, you know, like like lie back there and have fun. And but you know what? Life is dangerous. I mean, I can get hurt in my house. You know, uh, I, I think. Uh, and look at the kids now. They're sterile. They're sitting on their couches watching TV, watching computers, and they're not out there because poor Johnny might get hurt. I mean, life is dangerous, you know? How many accidents in our house and everything? Yeah, you know, I, just I, I, but Pamela, thank you. And I'm a guy that likes risk, maybe not as much as Captain Kirk, who says risk is our business, but I like risk. I like uh, children being able to climb fences, potentially fall down and break a bone, uh, play sports and maybe get hurt. Honestly, I, I think smoking, being exposed to tobacco smoke, or any kind of smoke, you mentioned marijuana smoke, I think that's certainly not good for you either. Being having a child's lungs perpetually assaulted when they have no say in the matter, I think it's so different and so unfair, honestly. 800-848-9222. David is in the Boogie Down Bronx. What do you think, David? Yeah, good morning. I basically agree with you, and I find the arguments of Pamela to be um, not convincing. And let me just say this. As someone who was subjected to heavy cigarette smoke as a child, my dad was a heavy smoker. He wouldn't allow us to roll down the windows in the car. Um, You know, it affected me in gym class. I had a really hard time breathing in gym class. I've always run out of breath, and I know that's the reason that happened. And I consider this child abuse. I mean, we ban smoking in bars and restaurants because it can affect the workers who have no choice. But we don't ban it in cars with small children who have no choice. As a child, I wasn't able to decide to roll down the window. You know, my dad was controlling the windows in the car. If a, if a parent is so irresponsible or so non-caring or inconsiderate that they don't think about their child's lung capacity, then the state has an obligation to protect children. That's the number one obligation of the state is to protect children. We do it all the time. We require the infants be in, in uh, restraints seats, right. in, in a vehicle. You know, we don't allow people to put their, their uh, one-year-old in the front seat. There are reasons for that. And there is a role for government. I know a lot of people don't like government, quote, interference. But if, if, if there's any role for government, it has to be to protect children. That should be our number one priority as a society. And we're feeling it in so many ways. Can't we at least protect our children from cigarette smoke like we do workers in bars and casinos? Yeah, and, on, and well, first of all, it's still legal in casinos, at least for now, although oh, they're teetering. Good. They're teetering on that one. But the 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 
I think the argument for prohibiting it in cars with children is even stronger than the argument for prohibiting it in bars because you could at least make the case that an adult who makes the decision to work in a bar is an adult making that decision. A five-year-old has no choice in the matter at all. They're stuck there no matter what. They're almost like a prisoner. David, thank you. Uh, My buddy Mark, old friend of mine calling in. Mark, how are you, my friend? Very good, Frank. How about you? I, I'm doing great. I, I, I know uh, you, you're on top of uh, of the snow situation for reasons that you know we don't have to mention. But uh, how bad is it going to be in our area? What are you hearing? Nobody knows. Nobody I, knows. I feel like they, everybody is different. I, I'm hearing from an inch to ten inches. Uh, nobody knows. Yeah, that's the great unknown is the weather. Hey, they didn't pick up my garbage yesterday. Should I expect that they're not going to pick it up and I should bring it back in? I can tell you right now there's no garbage pickup going on. We're salting every street right now. All right, all right. Hey, give me your view on this situation, Mark. I am a a current smoker. I quit, go back and forth. I have a 12-year-old daughter and I have a 5-year-old son. And there is no way I would ever smoke a cigarette in the car with them. Well, if we go somewhere, I stop, and I, I, we know we're going to be there for 10, 15 minutes, and I want a cigarette, I actually step out of the car and leave them in there. This way, they're not subject to it. Well, obviously, you're an attentive and a considerate parent, but do you think it should be banned, or should parents have the, the right to choose for themselves what they want to do? I'm the last person to say government should regulate everything that we do, but I think it should be banned. You had the caller before that. Uh, Mark, I'm losing you. You can go smoke in the same room with the kid as soon as you get home. But if you're doing it in your house, the kids go to another room. Uh, When you used to go to the parties when we were younger, you could leave the room. Mark, I'm losing you. You're coming in and out. Uh, Good luck with this storm today. Call call me again soon. Stay stay in touch. Hey, uh, lastly on this front, well, let me squeeze in two more here uh, with varying views. Original Rick is in uh, Original Jersey. What do you think about this, Rick? Good morning, Frank. I think it should be illegal. I don't know what the penalty should be, but there should be some kind of... Well, the penalty is a fine. It's a fine. Yeah, then that's okay. Just for uh, educational purposes, to put it in their head. But, Frank... It hits home because I just had a lung cancer scare, mm. and they found and they found out uh, I have emphysema. And I said, well, "How is this possible? I've never smoked cigarettes in my life." I have a little pot now and then. He goes, "No, this is not a little pot now and then. This looks like you've been smoking for a while, and you gave it up a while ago." The only thing I could think of, Frank, is we had a rec room where you know you did everything, and not not in the rest of the house. And my parents would sit in there. Both of them were smokers. We'd be watching TV. And there would be like a cloud wafting in the air, Oof. you know? And it, yeah, and uh, it, it was just normal to smell like cigarettes. And that's the only thing I could think of is what caused me to have emphysema and I've never smoked. Is it the years and years of sitting in this room from when I was young to a, a teenager with my parents both smoking away, chain smoking while I was in the room. That is wild, Rick. Thank you. Um, okay, yeah, well, actually, I had a fellow that was going to explain why it should not be banned. Everyone else that's uh, that's on hold, we'll try and get to you. Otherwise, you know, we'll get to you in the future. What can I say? All right, we're going to go through the mail in a little while as well. But first, let us check in with Gnome Layden and get some headlines. We'll do that straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano.
other side of midnight with Frank Morano. How you doing out there? You ever seem to have one of those days where it just seems like everybody's getting on your case from your teacher all the way down to your best girlfriend? Well, you know, I used to have them just about all the time, but I found a way to get out of it. Let me tell you about it. If you ever want to know what kind of music we're playing on the program, uh, join our Facebook group. Uh, just um, go on Facebook and search Morano Radio Fans and Haters, and we will post the songs there every day uh, right after the show. Uh, someone that I've never known to be a smoker has just wandered into the studio to bring us some insight. Stand by for the other side of Midnight's News. Side of Midnight and its affiliated stations present national and international news with Frank Morano and news director Noam Layden. Their summary of the world news and personal comments. Get the rest of the story. What's good now? Good morning, Frank. Let me be the first to wish you a very happy Valen Slimes Day. Valen Slimes Day? Yes, it's also known as Mistress Day. Ah, see, I was mentioning that before because I know this is the day I don't currently have a mistress, but uh, this is the day when everybody takes their mistresses out, but I didn't know that was the official title. Yes, it's Valen Slimes Day, the day before Valentine's Day, where you can catch a serial cheater. Was talking to a PI who works for the Bodito investigative firm to ask him, is this really true? We had heard this every year that February 13th is when men and women, because by the way, they equally cheat on each other. It's not just men cheating on women. It's women cheating on men as well. Is this really the day they celebrate Valentine's Day the day before? Because you have to be with your wife or your husband on Valentine's Day to celebrate the holiday. And he said, yeah. It is kind of true. Not, you know, across the board with everybody, but it's a day where PIs, private investigators, if they want to catch a cheating spouse, it's a great day to do it. And if you don't have the money to hire a PI, you can do your own research and Valentine's Day is a great day to do it. Uh, There's a whole bunch of different signs to look out for if you think you have a cheating spouse. I mean, let's start with the fact that if you think you have a cheating spouse, you probably do. Yeah, I don't think so. You don't, I don't think, think that's so? That's true because some, you know, I've been in relationships, not a marriage, but I've been in relationships where the person is just paranoid. They always think that you're that you're cheating. And I think that's true of a lot of relationships where there's just this paranoia, maybe because you're insecure about yourself or your right. own relationship where you always think your partner is cheating when they're not. Huh. I've never had that, thankfully. Really? Well, same in my marriage, but there have been other relationships where, uh, you know, the, the, the person assumed I was cheating, you know, all the time. Hmm. 
Well, there's uh, some telltale signs that they were giving me of what to look for. Um, some of them are sort of obvious ones where if you walk in the room, they sort of hide their phone. Maybe they're on their laptop. They turn it around. Uh, if the person's on the phone all the time, uh, they're hiding who they might be talking to if they change the way they dress. If all of a sudden they're working out like a madman or a mad woman spending three or four hours at the gym, that's a good way to find out that something might be happening. Maybe it's happening at the gym. Um, you can call a PI if you want to, and they'll, of course, follow people around because sometimes they're able to figure it out. Even just looking at credit card receipts, uh, if you have a shared credit card or maybe you have individual credit cards, now you can look at the end of the month and see if there are charges you don't recognize. Um, <laughs> if you're really super paranoid, uh, you can get a friend involved. This was a suggestion by one of private investigator. Um, if you're really worried and you're not able to find information, maybe you don't realize it, but you're being blocked from seeing some of their posts on some social media sites. You don't realize you're being blocked because sometimes you can partially block someone is you get a friend involved, which I think you know makes zero sense. But PIs say this does mm. work. You get a, a friend of yours to either uh, reach out and look at them on their different uh, social media sites to see what they're up to. Um, maybe you even go as far as creating a fake email account oh. to look and see if they're on some of these uh, dating sites like OkCupid, Plenty of Fish. Uh, you can go on and on and see if you can find your significant other on those sites. Now, if you do find them on those sites, you have more than enough information to go and say, hey, I think you're cheating on me. But again, today... I was surprised by this. I thought it was sort of an urban legend that this was a Valenslimes Day, Mistress Day, as it's sometimes called. Um, it is, apparently, for a significant amount of couples who cheat on their spouses. And again, it's uh, it's always notoriously, they say, the men that are doing the cheating. But according to these PIs, there's just as many women who are cheating on really? their husbands. Really? I buy that. I absolutely buy that. No doubt about it. You have fear, Frank, now about all... How many cats do you have now? One, two, two, but one is we're looking for another home for him. So currently, oh no, two. sorry to hear that. Yeah, well, it might be a good thing that you might start getting rid of those cats of yours. Have you uh, in Oregon? They have the first case of the bubonic plague. Oh my! First time in a decade that they've had a human case of bubonic plague. Now, of course, back in the dark ages, if you had bubonic plague, you died from it. Now you can get antibiotics and most likely recover from it if you catch it in enough time. And you got enough time to catch it. And it kind of looks like a bad flu or cold. It goes into your lungs and you feel really sick. In the case of this Oregon man who came down with the bubonic plague, they say that he got it from his cat. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the cat had bubonic plague, gave it to it. And invariably, they say this is not rare that a cat will give it to a owner um, because cats go after mice. Mice are sometimes what, uh, you know, carry bubonic plague. Um, they maybe go after, chase them, bite them, whatever, then and ingest whatever might be inside but, these. But I always thought that because cats w went after mice and rats, and mice and rats were the carriers of the bubonic plague, that having cats around would diminish your likelihood of getting the bubonic plague because 
you, uh, you know, you have somebody that's eating mice. Whereas if you don't have a cat, then those mice are running around unencumbered. Yeah, well, usually they chase and tease the mice before they actually eat them. And mm-hmm. that's maybe some of the problem here. In the case of this cat, it had some sort of open sore. Uh, no surprise, so many people sleep with their pets, right? That's not shocking. They think that's how it was transferred to this human. The human in uh, Oregon, we don't know who this person is, but they're fine. So that's the good news is they got the antibiotics in time. But... It is, you know, there is fear that, okay, there's a cat with bubonic plague. Should be looking at other cats. Uh, the health department in Oregon says they are not worried. Uh, they think it's just a okay. isolated case of the bubonic plague here. But, you know, when you ever hear about that, exactly. it's a little frightening. The plague is the plague. New York City lawmakers, you got to love them. I do. City council members. My goodness. They, they, they pass some of the craziest laws here in New York City. I don't know how they come up with it. It's incredible. It's almost like, where did you come up with that? Did you hear about this latest one? <laughs> Just, uh, go ahead. I'll stop you if I have. They want to ban Tide Pods. Ah. Have you heard this? You know, a Tide Pod, if you're not familiar, it's those little pods that you can throw into your washing machine as opposed to pouring liquid into your washing machine. So now they want to ban these uh, laundry detergent packs under what they has is this latest green push from lawmakers. The pods are plastic bill was introduced by this Wind City Council member who said it would make it illegal to sell the pods and laundry sheets because they have polyvinyl alcohol. Oh. So uh, it looks like this is going to pass, by the way, and if it does... Fines for selling these pods would start at 400 bucks. They would double at a second violation, and they would go as high as 1200 bucks for flouting the rules. This is for grocery stores who continue to sell these pods. Now, they're going to have a year or two to figure this out, so they're not going to put it instantly into cash. But these polyvinyl alcohol, or PVA, is used as a film in these pods, and it dissolves in the water during a wash cycle. But scientists say that it breaks down into these tiny microplastic pieces that pollute waterways and slip through filtration systems and so the city council says it's doing what's right to protect new yorkers and uh, for that matter uh, everybody else and so they say it's time to get rid of these tide pods now i could not find anywhere else in the country where tide pods are banned anticipated my next question yeah new york city would be the first place to ban them uh the uh, city council member uh who is sponsoring this bill says he has the votes it's a pretty liberal city council that we have in place right now. And so they think this will go through no problem. And as soon as maybe January of 2026, so you have time to stock up on your uh, pods, they may go away, at least in New York City. Now, the good thing about this is, of course, New York City is close to Connecticut and New Jersey. There are no pods that I could find uh, bans in place in New Jersey. So you can or make it over the border, you could drive, stock up yes. on your on your pods if need be. People love these things, by Do the you way. use them? Uh, you know, my wife uh, likes the pod. Yeah, she so likes she those pods. Them. She does. Yeah. I'm going to go home and tell her that she's polluting the environment. Yeah, please. It won't um, make a lick of a difference, but, by uh, the way. But, you know, we use the liquid. I'm not sure, I'm not sure why, but uh, I remember you telling me, I think it was maybe in... Hong Kong or uh, Taiwan, Taiwan, Taiwan mm-hmm. where this was controversial because they were giving them out and kids were eating them. When you first started telling me the story, I thought that was going to be the no. case here. Uh, it was actually in Taiwan. It was a political group that was running for office and they were giving pods out in a bag because they were essentially saying we can wash away the governments in power. You can bring in our government. And people were taking those pods thinking they were candy. These were adults, by the way, who were ingesting them in Taiwan. So then this political group, this organization had to come out and say, hey, by the way, that's not candy. Those are Tide Pods. Uh, who is the council member introducing this? James Gennaro. James Gennaro. Uh, you know, he is one of the older 
members of the current city council. Usually, you know, when I, you mentioned this, I pick a picture of one of the, you know, 20-something that are right. in the council doing this rather than, you know, somebody that's a bit older. But uh, he's certainly a big environmentalist, but uh, I, whatever. We'll see where it goes. There is an uproar, by the way. There are lots of people who love them who say that, uh, well, again, we'll go back to the fact that you can easily go get them if they don't ban them. Now, I will say this. Uh, you had the plastic bag ban that kind of started here in New York City. Some other cities were doing it before us. But they then transferred to the states around us. So it made it difficult to then you couldn't necessarily go and find them elsewhere. That might be the same case here. Uh, once New York City passes this, maybe New Jersey will say, hey, wait a minute, we should do this too. Connecticut also. So it could make it a little more difficult. To Very find interesting. You have one more for us? Or, uh, I mean, you don't have to. Now I'm not pressuring you. Uh, got a lot, uh, I got a lot uh, of stuff uh, to talk about. Uh, well, yeah, okay. I'll let you talk about it. Okay, great. Else. Well, we will see more of you uh, tomorrow, uh, Noam. Good luck with the storm that's going to be in our area. Thank you. I am hoping, I was just telling Gnome off air, and thank you, Gnome. And now you know the rest of the story. I am hoping that either it doesn't snow a lot or at least it snows late in the day. Because the worst possible scenario, I like to shovel snow. I like it. I I think it's, uh, it's fun. You get a little bit of exercise. You get to see who else is out. There's something about everybody pitching in and working together. Um, you know, I, I don't mind it at all. Right. Uh, but if the snow stops, I usually wake up around one thirty, one thirty ish. And if the snow stops at noon in our area, which is what they're anticipating, then my wife is going to probably go out and start shoveling herself. Now, if God forbid she shovels our whole walkway, by herself before I've even woken up, that will be a disaster for me. I mean, it will just be horrendous. So I'm hoping that the snow doesn't really pick up and stop until later in the day when I'm already up. This way, one of two things happens. I don't have to cut short my sleep, which would be unpleasant for everybody, and I don't have to suffer the indignity of my wife being seen by the whole neighborhood as the person responsible for snow shoveling in our household. So please, to the gods of snow, let it snow late. Let it snow late. I'll go out there. I'll shovel for hours. It doesn't matter. Just have it snow late in the day. All right. Um, we're going to do 15 seconds of fame in just a bit. 800-848-9222 if you want to jump on board. And, uh, you know, I think we'll hold off on the mail until tomorrow because, um, uh, you know, I, I don't want to give short shrift to those of you that are kind enough to write in. So we'll do that tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, we got some fun stuff tomorrow. Uh, we'll, I thought maybe we'd do advice to the lovelorn. I'm going to try and assemble a panel of three relationship experts and if you have issues with your love life, since it is Valentine's Day, uh, I think we will have a panel. Hopefully it can be a mixture of male and female and whatever other genders are available that can give you relationship advice catered to your specific problem. I'm working on putting that together, so we'll see. All right, uh, 15 seconds of fame in a moment, 800-848-9222, straight ahead. Other side of midnight.
other side of midnight with Frank Morano. Midnight. It is Fat Tuesday. It is uh, Valentine's Day Eve. Hopefully a uh, fun day for you to uh, go out and party a little bit. Although, uh, you know, how much partying can you really do if it's a work day? It can be quite uh, qu- quite challenging. You know, it's funny because I'm on sort of a backwards schedule. And I have to, you know, my partying mood mode would be you know, in the early morning hours, like from, say, 6.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. But there's everybody else at that time is getting ready for their work day at that time. Plus, I've got to get to bed to make sure that I can get some sleep so that I'm well-rested to uh, chase after a a two-year-old in the afternoon. So uh, I'm not sure how much of a a Fat Tuesday... uh, party I'm going to have, but if for those of you that are celebrating Mardi Gras or whatever else, best of luck. For those of you like me who are still struggling with how to get that perfect, make that perfect Valentine's Day arrangement, let me know. Uh, if you want to email me, feel free to do so, frank.morano at uh, redappleaudionetworks.com. You know, uh, one of the things that I found quite strange is, you know, we played you this Robert F. Kennedy Jr., commercial from the Super Bowl yesterday. And basically it was just them repurposing the John F. Kennedy ad from 1960. This is the uh, RFK version of it that aired during the Super Bowl. Do you want a man for president who's seasoned through and through? A man who's old enough to know and young enough to do? Well, it's up to you, it's up to you, it's strictly up to you. American Value 2024 is responsible for the content of this advertisement. So one of the things that I found strange is the reaction to this ad. Now, I I said to Governor Patterson earlier... I said, I don't know if it's how I would have spent $7 million. Tyrell Ventura was on the program yesterday. He said it was a good use of the money. He said, you're reaching all these people that, um, you know, just, uh, and look, there were a lot of people that watched. Uh, it was the largest television audience since the moon landing, right? But I, 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 what I don't understand is people saying they were offended. And members of the Kennedy family, including Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s own cousin, said that, you know, they were deeply offended by this. They ran to social media to denounce it. And he apologized to any of his family members that were offended and said, oh, I had nothing to do with it. It was just the super PAC. Meanwhile, it's still pinned 
to the top of his Twitter. So if you're apologizing and saying you had nothing to do with it, why are you highlighting it by pinning it to the top of your Twitter? I thought that was strange. But I reached out to several of the people in our Facebook group who said they found it offensive, including my friend Richard Bay, who said he thought the ad was disgustingly offensive. So I reached out to Richard. I said, hey, Richard, if you want to either come on or leave a voicemail in terms of why you think that's the case, I'd love to hear it. I can understand you not liking Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I cannot understand how the ad is disgustingly offensive. He is a Kennedy that's running for president. I mean, do you expect him not to mention that? It's a a big selling point for him, so I don't get that at all. All right, uh, Valentine's Day tomorrow. We'll do advice to the lovelorn, so if you have relationship questions, be poised to call in. We'll hopefully have some experts who can answer them. 800-848-9222, time for him. The other side of midnight. This is 15 Seconds of Fame. Jerry. Donald Trump's been attacked every day for 3,200-plus days. The right-wing media should stand up and get 100 times back and really punch them back harder. Rocco. Yes, 100%. Cigarettes should be banned in smoking in the presence of children. They ban smoking in bars. My best friend Bill's brother Steve is the bartender at McSorley's Ale House in Manhattan, the famous Ale House. Raji. Google Iran News. And stop describing President Biden as passive. In fact, both the U.S. and especially Israel have been killing Iranians two, three times a week in Iran, Iraq, Syria. Sophie. Yes, sir. Good morning, Frank. Morning, Sophie. We've got 15 seconds. Go ahead. Hey, I just want to jump on board with your questions. All right, Sophie, we're not able to do that now, but uh, we'll hope maybe tomorrow or in the future. Mike. Morning, Frank. Mozzie, Mozzie. She's no Tom Swazi. Certainly not a Nazi or a kamikaze. She'll fly into Congress and make a perfect three-point landing. She'll do better than Greg uh, Georgie boy. Vote today, vote early, vote often. Rusty. Yeah, you want to call the show the 10 seconds of fame. You can't even call in no more busy. You make me sick. Joe. It's Joe from Ron Conkham. A big shout out to my good friend Frankie from Glendale. Prayers go out to him. Hope he's doing well. Love you, brother. And finally, Peter. Sizzle morons, sizzle morons. Oh, good. I'm glad we got that guy in there. All right. Um, Enjoy your Fat Tuesday, everybody. I will see you on Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day. They are one and the same. We'll do that tomorrow. Uh, For those of you about to be pelted with snow, good luck with the shoveling. For New York City school children, enjoy the work from home day. Frank Morano, good day.